Well, hey, everybody. This is uh, Tess and Allison, and we are here with our next episode of Jen and Millie. This is week 25 of the Jen and Millie series we started last calendar year, uh, really in an attempt to have strengths-based conversation. And um, we are a Gen Xer and a millennial, and we are sharing the strengths-based lens through which we see the world. Well, thank you. So as you could tell, we are in a pretty new format. <laughs> so um, due to circumstances beyond our control. Um, joyous circumstances. Joyous circumstances beyond our control. We, uh, Allie and I, have been wrestling with this change, this new newness within our organization. Uh, as a result of um, our marketing coordinator, Hannah, having a baby and being unable to video our um, Jen and Millie episodes anymore. So we have... It also honors a bucket list item for me by, um, we're doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. We are legit doing a <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah. It honors a bucket list item for me um, and also really encourages me to consider how my strengths shine and um, sometimes not in times of change. Mm-hmm. So what it feels like um, to really think about is this moment of Jen and Millie history how is it honoring my strengths? Where are my strengths in the balcony? Also, where are my strengths in the basement? I am going through a lot of technology changes with my role, and um, I don't like the format of not seeing other humans yet. It's really, it's hard to feel the connection. Sure. Um, and then trusting that people are going to listen to this and get the same thing out of it if they can't see my facial expressions because I tell so much through my nonverbals and through the way I express myself. Yeah. So um, this is great learning. I also think it's going to be a great reminder of how many times I say um. Yes. Yes. I love that. I'm I think in addition to that, one of the things that I am most excited about in terms of podcasting, like you were saying that it's been on your bucket list. You were so mm-hmm. excited. I'm excited to not have to worry about what I wear. <laughs> if it's a duplicate outfit that I've worn before, I don't have to worry about if my hair looks nice. Um, I think that's what I'm most excited about. Honestly, that that was a motivation for me at times. I would think, I'd look at my calendar and say, oh, you have Jen and Millie today. Like, <sighs> yep. step up. Um <sighs> Over the summer, uh, this just came to me. Over the summer, I had um, one of my friend's moms, um, who she is the grammar hammer, <laughs> refer to how often people use the word like. Ooh. And we, t- we had a conversation about it. And ever since then, yep. it is so, I-, I am so uber aware of it that I've been very conscientious about it. So I think this will probably allow me to listen and not be distracted by, mm. oh, my hair looks terrible. Yep. Or Tess and I are wearing the mat- uh, matching coordinating <laughs> We color. blend into the wall behind right. us. <laughs> I'll be less distracted by that mm-hmm. and more cognizant of the words. And I wonder if our listeners will be too. Yeah. Will they be more cognizant of the words? I also am fascinated at the way culturally we are obsessed with podcast right now yeah because in my perspective people aren't reading as much maybe as they used to and I made all kinds of assumptions about that but people need you know scrolling to get their info 
where podcasts to me, and this is the kind of learner I am, I mean, I'm way more visual, mm, but this forces learning because you have to. Listen. You have to be present and listening. Mm-hmm. Where if I'm watching something on a screen, I can be doing 10 other things. Yeah. This will probably, it means our words have more impact. It does. So I'll be a lot more mm-hmm. aware of that and cautious. I'll miss my antics. Yeah. You know, I act things out and she does. Yeah. And we are in the room where Jen and Millie is typically filmed. And I think it'd be good for us to lay out here, what will we do when Hannah returns? Mm-hmm. I think we'll listen closely to what our listeners have to say. Maybe it's a mix of both. Yeah. Um, Who knows? Absolutely true about the outfits. <laughs> think about that. So when you think about change. And we matched today. We matched today even. <laughs> we had a recruitment at um, or a kind of grand opening event that we were invited to be a part of at Dunkin' Donuts in Gretna. And so we are all in teammates gear. So that's pretty fun. But when you think about this change, Allie, and um, this one specifically or even other changes that have happened, how do you feel like your strengths function and change? And what is that change often brings about I even think recently you've talked about we've made some technological changes in the office um, and so even with those technology changes in change it can bring out the best of us and the worst of us um, so I just love to hear a little bit about maybe how change functions for you with your strengths um, and you can help me strength spot through this because I think I know which strengths have been most impacted but I think oftentimes when we share about them um, you're able to mirror for me the things that I might be missing. For me, I know that new technology is going to make my life better, but in the moment of it, the storage of information changes. Hmm. So the simple me going to OneDrive and having to wait for something to load, because I, as I'm opening up files, yep. they used to be right there. Um, and I'm very lucky that I'm not one that keeps a bunch of things on my desktop. I cannot mm-hmm. imagine for those on staff who had a lot of desktop items that are searching for them. It's almost like finding your way in the night to find a light or go to the restroom or something like that. You kind of fumble. Huh. Unless you're in your own home, you know your way. And I feel like when I get new technology, <clears throat> new computer, new any kind of change... I feel like I'm fumbling in the dark for a while, and I don't like that waste of time. Sure. It feels like a waste of time. Mm. If I could just get my old thing back, I'd know how to do this. Yet, two, three days into my new laptop, and already, I mean, the functionality is mm. much better. I, I was hesitant to change even though my laptop was shutting down and, and quitting mm. in presentations. Yes. I mean, that's how resistant I am mm-hmm. to change. So I think my input says, please honor my storage of information where I prefer to store it. Of course. And my strategic says, do not waste time. Mm-hmm. Time is of the essence. Do not waste time. So I think where it bumps up are my input and my strategic, which are saying, here's where I know things are, and this, these are my gathered resources. Mm-hmm. But what I really like, and learners in my top 10, is it forces me to practice something new, which I know is very good for my brain yeah, and very good for my soul. 
and I don't push myself um, out of my comfort zone very often. I take that back as often as I could. Sure. And sometimes there's an association with fear with that. Mm. So I was thinking about, well, learners within your top 10, why are you so resistant? I think it's my, my input and communication pair telling my brain left and right side or functioning here too. Oh no, no, no. You know where things are. Don't let them take it from you. And then my learner has stepped in and said, you will, you will try this. Mm -hmm. I'm very good at giving up when it becomes really, really like too Mm -hmm. difficult. Sure. Um, I shared earlier today that we bought a new camper. I am trying to figure out how all of it works, <laughs> but frankly, I don't really want to know. Hmm. There are pieces that I think you have to have a level for this. I'm out. I mean, I have a husband who knows how to do this. Sure. So why not allow Mike to shine <laughs> in that moment? Well, it's because I need to learn this too. Yeah. So I've learned a lot about myself through honestly the last couple of weeks. Yeah. In the way that I have pushed myself to allow the learning to happen mm-hmm. and not be so resistant to it. Interesting. And I think to add on to that, you have achiever very high. Yes, six. Um, number six. And um, I think that there's something to be said about I kn- we know in general you're most efficient when you know everything, right? When you know how to store files or everything it already has a remote download or whatever it might be you know exactly which folder this training is contained in although a lot of that should be similar it, it's almost like adjusting to a new normal mm-hmm. it's like I almost envisioning it's like moving into a new house like all your stuff is the same it might even be laid out very similar to your old house but it's a new house it's a new normal it takes time to adjust to it and that is uncomfortable oftentimes but also exciting Yes. So those first few days when you move into a new space yes. are remarkably fun and exciting, and you wake up with, oh, this is different. <laughs> and I think my age has, has really shown itself to be sometimes limiting sure. in the way that I embrace change. Mm. And I and understanding at times where people might become resistant. It's given me a lot of understanding for family. Sure. Um, Particularly, I I remember my mom when we first got the Apple II GS. (laughs) And do you know what one of those looks like? Have you ever seen one? It is a mountain. Yep. And someone I was talking to the other day walked into a school, and they had one. It might have been Jay Wright what? telling me about this. They had one. And it still plays the floppy disk. Um, oh, my goodness. With Oregon Trail, the original. <laughs> and I remember when we got it, my mom was very panicked. About it. She wouldn't touch it, was afraid she would break it, wow. didn't want to turn it on, and she never used it. And I remember thinking, come on, please. You know, why are, why are you so resistant to this? It's not a, it's not going to hurt you. It will help you. But now that I kind of understand that from a different viewpoint than I used to, I am now the age in which I can maybe reflect that way. Hmm. Sure. 
That's a good way to think, and it makes me think about a statistic that was shared with me at the Gallup Strength Summit last year, um, the Clifton Strength Summit that Gallup puts on, and it was um, Jim Asplund there, like the chief scientist of strengths, and he was giving a presentation mm-hmm. about um, like the research behind strengths and some of the new things that they're studying. And one of the things that um, he talked about was the um, generational differences within strengths, and the only um, statistically significant. Um, difference between people of an older generation versus like millennials and he I can't remember if he compared a specific generation was um, the theme of futuristic that was the only thing that was statistically significant in that you will find millennials have a higher um, rate a higher frequency of futuristic than any other generation and it's in like the top five when you look at the frequency within um, younger generations, and it was like 18 to 24 year olds, I think that they were studying. Um, And he talked a lot about you have the future ahead of you. And we always know that um, younger people are introduced to technology in quicker ways. And and so usually they're more, they're um, can more easily embrace it. Mm -hmm. I think there is something to be said generationally about that. Now, obviously with someone that is a millennial that has futuristic as 33 out of 34. <laughs> I do not fall into that category. <laughs> so that's a really good thing to ponder. So do you think... So I... Okay, there's two sides to this that I'm... That yep. immediately came up in my mind. One is I am way more hopeful now hmm. in, my, in this stage of my life than I was when I was younger because I've had sure. so many... Evidence of miracles. Yeah. Evidence of reasons to be excited about the future. But at the same time, my future, I mean, just in duration, is significantly shorter than when, you know, I graduated college. Or So I'm thinking from both sides of it. Sure. Um, part of me, I would love to, I would love to say I'm more hopeful and I believe that I am, but also my sense of futuristic has shifted because mm-hmm. the future looks like 20, 30 years versus the future looks like 40, Four, 50 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. That's very interesting to think about. And we can often think about future as you know, futuristic, the theme is one, you know, 1.1 destination of what the future will look like. Um, It's a strategic thinking theme. So you're making, you're thinking and you're making decisions about that vision. It's like a a sense of vision for what's to come. Um, But it isn't always positive, right? If there's not hope included in that. And so um, the fact that you might have maybe had futuristic a little higher growing up, Mm -hmm. um, just purely based on your season. And we know that that is really the only theme that tends to shift that they've proven can shift over time. Um, But it's interesting to think about the fact that, but now you say your future is more hopeful. So even if futuristic would have shown up a little higher, had you taken it at a younger age, it probably wasn't in the balcony of functioning, no. right? It was in the basement. No. Younger me was extraordinarily pessimistic. Hmm. Um, so it's still this vision for the future, yes. but it's a negative vision. So right. when we think about that, we have to remind ourselves, I think, that themes are neutral always. Absolutely. And it's up to the person. It's their life experiences, their personality, um, but in even the circumstances 
currently that will then produce or propel that theme to go positive or negative. I also think about those three circles that we often talk about in the sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. And I believe that because I am fortunate to have a career and um, even outside of work, I've been very fortunate to be in my purpose uh, at this season and stage of life. And I think that's also helped Mm -hmm. me to be a lot more futuristic. I'm very excited about messages and stories of hope sure because yeah. I think I'm I'm able to witness them and hear about them mm-hmm. so being in my purpose um, when you mentioned that about futuristic and and um, that theme itself I I and I've mentioned this a lot on Jenna Millie but I continuously read as part of my morning ritual um, Roseanne's book grief and gratitude mm-hmm. and Roseanne has futuristic in her top five yeah and imagining often I think about how difficult that must have been mm-hmm. um, to go through such a, um, a tragic loss and still by nature be thinking ahead what that looks like and she talks about it a lot in the book yeah. um, she talks about her themes the reading that was this um, it was either this morning or the morning before was about um, the way that Kurt saw people for their talent and it was actually a reading from um, his eulogy and it was beautiful and I wrote down and of course I don't have my notebook with me because I don't think I needed it for doing it who knows so I had it written down about this is our unique opportunity to mm-hmm. help people fall in love with themselves yeah and help people know their their worth and their strengths and their talents mm-hmm. and I when I think about I think the work that I've been able to do in strengths has helped me definitely to be more excited about the future. Definitely. That's so great. Well, in terms of making this shift for me, um, as I think one of the, the things and the labels that I have never fully understood, and I think it's because of the way that my strengths blend together, is this my number one strength is context. And so it's this um, love of history, understanding of the past to make sense of where we are. And one of the labels and the barriers to that strength that Gallup often uses is the sense of being stuck in the past or even resistant to change are some of the labels associated with context. And um, I don't feel like I've ever truly felt that myself because it's then coupled, number two, is adaptability, which is the ability to go with the flow in the midst of change. Um, I think for me, when even just this situation of migrating us from a simple video upload to YouTube to a podcast channel of having to figure out all of those ins and outs was very fun and also very frustrating. And um, at first, when I was trying to search, I didn't even know, like Google searched, how do I get a podcast on iTunes? Like, don't even know how to start one or right. what to do. And, um, and so I'm just Googling these things, which was fun, but I could never really find a clear answer. And so um, ended up you know, figuring, finding out one forum and having my church, um, I was a part of a podcast launch uh, that they had uh, last year um, for some additional content beyond the sermons, um, was um, kind of on their panel to help. I was really there to help them with content of what to talk about on the podcast, you know, what would be interesting for people to hear about, but got to hear about the production side of it and the formal process of just creating one and so I took a little bit of that information that I remember to you know 
figure out how to create an RSS feed, um, which is what you need to submit an application. And so you have to submit an application to iTunes um, of the content of your podcast in a podcast sample. Um, you have to submit applications to any other forum that you want to be on. Um, and so it was just interesting to, um, to try and navigate that. There were times where I would get roadblocked and frustrated and like our picture of our podcast had to be the right dimensions and I had no idea how to do that and so I'm just messing around on Hannah's computer while she's on maternity leave like trying to figure out how to adjust the dimensions of a picture I'd never done that before I never really worked with I'm not in marketing (laughs) don't have any frame of reference so some things that were new and interesting and I just messed around with until I figured it out Um, Some things when I kept getting errors were frustrating. I didn't know what was the very first step. And so when I would try to submit to iTunes, well, I didn't know you have to have your feed line in your channel, and I didn't know what that meant. And so I was trying to figure out how to do that. So it was all of these things that I really just really challenged me, I think, in a unique way. I think my context and my learner have a frame of reference for almost anything. I could probably hold a conversation with just about anyone on any topic because I have a little bit of information about everything that I have stored up, right? Um, But this is one. I love podcasts. I listen to a ton of podcasts. I just looked on my – I listen to most podcasts on Stitcher, and um, I was looking on my Stitcher account, and it has statistics. And I, since July 27th, I have listened to like 90 hours of podcasts, And I listen to them at 1.25 speed so I can get more information and get through them quicker. (laughs) But uh, it was just so I'm an avid podcast listener. I have been for a very long time. Um, I started listening to podcasts early, you know, in college, so six, seven years ago. Um, And I love that it's gaining more and more traction and is becoming a medium that people really love to use. But I didn't know where to start from square one. I didn't know what, you know, where do I start? What's the, there's no forum of how do you start a podcast? You've been so joyful about it. So I've, I wrote down, of course, as I was talking with you, we also don't have our strengths cards in front of us. Isn't that weird? Um, But your learner, Mm -hmm. I mean, it honors your learner. There was not once, as you were telling me about this and you sent me a text, it was joyful. Yeah. You weren't here in the office, that's why. (laughs) But there wasn't a, you're not approaching this as a, uh, Of course not. (laughs) It was more of a, we're going to figure this out. And your confidence in that, Hmm. there are times when I I can't even begin to tell you how much that helps me. Hmm. Because you have a very solid belief that we will figure this out. Of course. (laughs) And I'm thinking... If it doesn't work, I'm jumping ship on it. Let's go back to the, you know, I'll do Facebook Live. I don't care. Um, and I, I have been thinking about that recently in the sense of why is it that I think I can preach don't give up, but yet by example, mm-hmm. when things get hard, and I'm not, life is hard sometimes. I, I, I don't believe that I'm like that. But if I can't figure the window out, you know, I, I raise my hand for help instead mm-hmm. of, just pausing and saying, okay, look at this. Sure. And don't just throw your hands up in the air. Um, stay with it. Hmm. So the stick to itiveness that you have about this. Stick to it. Stick to itiveness <laughs> is so, so helpful. 
And that's interesting that you bring that up because I hadn't really thought about that because, and this is maybe where context can aid in change instead of being an inhibitor like it usually is labeled. And I, I was like, I know people who've started podcasts. Why It can't be that hard. Right. That was my whole that was my whole frame of reference. It was like I know I know multiple people or who self, have their own podcast. Self assurance for you. Self assurance is twelve for me. So it's high for me. But I, it's not just that, it's just a it's a deep resonant belief. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily self assurance. I mean, although that I see that there, but just yeah. a we will figure this out. That yeah. learner just comes in and says mm-hmm. it is possible. Yep. And then I love tests that there is always just a little bit of comparison. So oh, of course. if this person could do this, I can totally do this. Yeah. Where I do that, I go immediately to, if this person can do this, I cannot. Oh, interesting. And so I think there's so many times that you have no idea how much you're helping me. You really, <laughs> truly, you really are. Um, the other thing I was thinking about as you were talking about the fact that we have a podcast, <laughs> why do you think people are listening to them? I'm just absolutely fascinated by this because it's not what we assume everybody is doing right now. Hmm. We assume everybody wants quick feed, you know, short Twitter bites. They don't watch the news or read the newspaper like they used to. What is the podcast appeal? Is it because Hmm. we're all spending more time in our cars and we have time to listen? Hmm. Is it because when we're working out, we want to do something other than listen to music? What is the appeal, do you think? I think it is a little bit of a lot of what you've mentioned. It's, uh, I think we're, as we know from Achiever being the number one most common strength globally, we are a culture that really likes to be efficient and effective and get things done. And I think it's a way to recapture time that is sometimes lost time. I was actually going back through a lot of our old videos to try and see what files I had um, or what files were still on Hannah's computer to make a few episodes to have a base to work off of when I was applying to each of the platforms that we applied to. And um, and one of the times we talked about, we talked about technology actually, yeah. and you talked about having this headset where you could tell like, the laundry to switch from the laundry to the dryer you know what technological advance would you like to see and you talked about this ability to recapture the drive time that is sometimes lost um, in the commute I think about here in Omaha you know and you know it's a 35 40 minute city now because it's growing and is so spread you no longer it takes more now than 20 minutes to get anywhere from my apartment to the new Dunkin Donuts location we went to this morning it took 25 minutes and so it's recapturing some of that time I think Um, I also think the appeal is um, a lot of it is there is content for everyone you can find a podcast about anything so one of my friends that started a podcast or one of the guys in my church that knows um it's called like fantasy dads and it's um two dads who talk about fantasy football and talk about their kids and so what and he just started it he's a teacher in um council bluffs and lewis central and just started this podcast and he has tens of thousands of followers now and they just talk about fantasy football and then they always share one funny thing that their kid did the week just there is there it's such a 
you can find topics about anything. And what I love is you can also yeah. find very short um, podcasts and very long podcasts. Mm-hmm. And so one of the the ones that I listen to, it's like a church, it's a devotional podcast, and it's called Drive Time. And it's a five to seven minute podcast every day with a little bit of scripture and a devotional. And it's intended to be your day as you drive from your home to your work. I just added NPR's, um, oh, and I'll have to look it up here. NPR's short or something like that. Oh, sure. um, I just added it. You would think it would be on here now. It's all right. Um, And I am a big fan of Dak Shepard, armchair expert. And I think part of the reason I love Dak's is because he has um, his partner in crime, Monica, is fact-checking. So he he will make these statements... And then the last part of the podcast is her fact-checking him. <laughs> That's great. And what I loved about it is I wish I could have someone come around with me my whole life mm-hmm. and every time I say something say, no, wait. I tend to exaggerate just a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> my husband doesn't listen to this because he's always saying, are you exaggerating right now? And I'll say, no, <laughs> I don't. Um, I might say a 1,000 and it might be... Yeah. 400. (laughs) Or I might say four and Mm -hmm. it's one. Sure. Um, I tend to. Yep. And (laughs) I think that it would be, that's part of what I love about it, but also he is so transparency, vulnerability, Mm -hmm. and then he brings people on and he encourages them Mm -hmm. in such a really kind Mm -hmm. and gentle way to share about their life and be transparent and be, um, kind of explore and then I love on being um, mm-hmm. with Krista Tippett and she always starts with the question of tell me about um, what was your spiritual life like growing yes, up growing mm-hmm. up which I love and I, I think that's such a great starter mm-hmm. question to any conversation that you have with anyone um, I was thinking about that as we were coming in here Do, will we have a go to mm-hmm. um, you know what's yes. going to what's going to make our, this podcast mm-hmm have 10,000 followers. Uh, we just really, I mean, it's just an, I think a new platform for what we're doing. I mean, right. we're not, we're not hoping that it overrides no, no. Jen and Millie and Eric was exaggerating. Again. The, it, it was, yes, I right. also want to what, clarify. What will make, what will make our mm-hmm. podcast successful? Yep. Mm-hmm. Why would people want to listen in? Yep. So, and then what will make ours unique? So is it going to be that it's this amount of time, this amount of time, is it mm-hmm. when you're thinking of what you just said about there's a podcast for everything? Yeah. What's our secret sauce uniqueness to this one? Generational differences and strengths. And we did That's what we've been doing, and we we just did it without even yep. planning without to do even it. Without even planning to do it, um, and so. Um, yeah, I think that that's it's good to think about and to listen to how other um, other people podcast. And I think one of the draws that really I think is maybe why people have been we've had such good feedback with, with Jen and Millie is there is no regulation on podcasts at all. People are exactly who they are. They're real. They're honest. Um, it sometimes it's in the context of reporting news. Sometimes you know I listen to a true crime podcast and they. Are totally themselves and they are their own personalities and they report 
not always having the facts because that's not who they are. They're not researchers. They don't, they're not investigators. They just are interested in true crime. And so I think it's interesting to, to think about that fact is that there's, you can be, you can say anything you want to say. It's a total, it truly is, I think, an artistic medium that allows people to, uh, allows people to self-express in a way that maybe they aren't able to in other ways. If you want to get into media, but you don't have, you know, the funding to make a TV show or you aren't, you know, you don't live in LA or whatever that looks like. Um, you can have a, a tremendous impact, I think, on a lot of people through a fairly easy medium. Right. So, um, I would love to know from those of you who listen in what your favorite podcasts are. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned a couple of mine. I like Armchair Expert with uh, Dax Shepard um, on being with Krista Tippett. What are some of your favorites? Some of my favorites. Um, I really enjoy the show Criminal. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's, um, which Allie and I have actually talked about on here before I realized, um, and it's a um, storytelling but also true crime podcast um, by a journalist. And um, I also really enjoy Hidden Brain. It's a NPR social mm-hmm. science podcast. That was one you um, told me about. It was the, yeah. And then I listen to quite a few different um, Christian speakers, Um and sermons and things like that. So, I find that my um, the seasons or stages or current mood sets the stage for whether or not I will be listening to a podcast when I'm coming mm. to work or driving, or whether I need music or whether <laughs> I need quiet. Yeah. And I had a, a great conversation um, going through some coaching with my friend Sage. Um, if you don't follow her yet on Instagram, you should. Major Sager. And she was talking about how we talked about the ways that at different seasons or times, I'm not very good at not achieving. Sure. Like, is there a time mm-hmm. to just allow and, and look around and say, okay, I, things are all right, and this is okay. And I think when I look at podcast learning, I'm thinking, okay, I've got to improve myself. <laughs> so if I listen to a podcast while I'm getting ready or while I'm driving, then this is going to help me be a better version of me. Where sometimes mm. the growth happens in the pausing stages yeah, where you you stop a little bit and think about also my input brain and my empath self sure. absorb everything. Mm. And sometimes I don't always have the filter for what is, interesting. frankly, sure. crap. Yep. And I don't always have the filter to say, Ooh, this probably is not information that I want to immerse my sure. soul and, and brain in. Yeah. So I don't always have that filter. Hmm. My input and empath, input brain and empath soul just want to take it all in. Sure. Um, t- the discernment mm-hmm. is becoming more of a practice. That's good. And so finding a podcast that I like has been a good step because I don't need 20 podcasts I like. Mm. Let's just focus on this one. Um, And I'm currently reading about 10 different books. Oh, gosh. And so why not focus on one book book. at a time? Or I got lost, you know, this summer in a great novel. Mm. And I don't remember the last time I had done that because I think for a long time my reading has been so work and self-improvement focused. Yeah. That to get lost in a book and in the characters again yeah. is great. That's so fun. You know, where you, you're thinking about the book when you're not even reading it. Yeah. You're anticipating what's going to happen. <laughs> That's great. And the chapters are all there. Um, mm-hmm. So 
I think that too with podcasts, mm-hmm. the level of learning. And I, my hope is that our listeners, our Jen and Millie viewers, mm-hmm. will take the time to learn from it, jot down their own notes. One of the things I'm thinking about, we probably won't do a follow-up email with this. Mm, probably not. I mean, do you have a podcast that sends you a follow-up email? Nope. No. <laughs> so because we're doing strengths webinars, mm-hmm. those could be an opportunity maybe to mm-hmm. reference some resources, but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe this is complete self-exploration for the listener. Mm-hmm. And if there's something they... I know when I listen to Armchair Expert, I have to go back. Yeah. And then I keep my notebook and I write down... <laughs> Okay, they made reference to this book. I want to check it out. Um, that's what we should do. Yeah. We need to think about that. Do we want to do a follow-up email? Do we want to alert them when there are new podcasts available, or is that on them? Mm-hmm. Dak Shepard does not call me and say, I released a new. <laughs> of uh, course not. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's some things for us to think about, ponder. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, we would love to hear, um, yeah, through this yeah we didn't just kind of want to talk about this change and what it might look like and how we are um, just really kind of muddling through what this looks like for us and um, one of the things that I was talking to a friend recently about uh, I'm going through some changes with um, a group that I volunteer with that I lead and we're having to make some changes because it's getting too big and large and so we are kind of splitting up the group a little bit and the ministry a little bit so it's going to look a little different and um, as I was describing to him and what the changes were I told him about this phrase that I've been sharing with the group and I said we're just sitting in the mud together we're just trekking through the mud together and um, it was actually a blog that I had read of a Christian speaker about um, one of her daughters when she was like in second or third grade and she had a friend that um, twisted her ankle on the playground and it was kind of muddy and it was like in April and it had been raining and um, so she this young girl her friend was sitting crying in the mud and she was saying will you go get the nurse Um, instead of going to get the nurse she asked another friend to get the nurse and she sat in the mud pile with her mm-hmm. um, and it was this whole idea of sometimes we're so focused on getting to the end or helping in a tangible way when really a lot of people just need us to sit in the mud with them yes. or trek through the mud with them and so um, that's what I think of when I think of change it's like I know that for this it'll be a, a, this was a change both of these changes in my life recently have been based on um, external circumstances that I couldn't control and so the ability to say, okay, I know whatever is going to be on the other side is going to be good and is the best decision for these two situations, um, but it's going to be a little bit, there's going to be some mud in the middle, in the midst of the transition. Right. So so we'd love for you to think as we've been talking about this is, um, first off, like Allie mentioned, if you listen to any podcast, we love getting recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, for Allie, um, as she is, she might not get to it for a while with this whole focus on one um, or another. <laughs> I think I follow about 30 or 40 podcasts um, that I'm listening to constantly, but I listen Goodness. to so, so many. Um, and, and they definitely depend on my mood, but... And then, um, so we'd love to hear podcast recommendations that you guys have for us. Um, And the other thing is we'd really love for you to reflect on changes that have happened in your life. Um, If it's um, something you're going through now, an impending change in the future, or something that's happened in the past. What's been a major change that has happened in your life, and how did your strengths come into play? How are your strengths in the balcony in those moments? How are your strengths in the basements in those moments? And really, what what do your what does your strength set look like when it's under the pressure of change? Are we going to have a social media 
I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, I just thought about the so yeah. the podcasts that I follow. Yep. Have Twitter and Instagram. So when there's a new, sure, this is coming up. You get kind yep. of a teaser, and then mm-hmm. that's where people comment. Sure. So mm-hmm. how will they? How will they let us know? So for right now, let us know by emailing, um, as we usually do. For this first episode, we will send an email out because we know it's a new know it's a new platform. Obviously, no one knows to follow us yet. By the time you're listening to us, you will. But we'll send out an email, and so you can reply to that email. It's um, Allie's uh, email address, ahorn, H-O-R-N-E, at teammates.org. Um, but in the future, we will let you know and keep you updated um, on how to best get in contact with us. Um, we um, know that we're a new podcast, so as you um, see us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean, however you're listening to us at this point, um, please rate and review us. You can give us star ratings and reviews, and that helps other listeners um, start to see this content. We know there's lots in the strengths community that listen to podcasts, and so we'd love to, to share this with others. We'd love to share your feedback with other people as we hear from you we love as you guys know to give shout outs on this pod or on Jen and Millie um, in general of of your takeaways from the last episode and so let us know Um, and we'd love for you to be involved as um, Jen and Millie loyal listeners and viewers um, however you're tuning in so feel free to reach us um, through Allie's email ahorn at teammates.org you just gave me total panic when you said they're going to be rating and reviews (laughs) (laughs) I'm not <laughs> Oh, goodness. It's Did okay. you see my facial expression when you <laughs> no, said I that? I just, oh, someone's going to review us? Oh, it'll be great. Then we'll get feedback and thoughts and questions and, um, yeah. I'll let you review those and filter which ones okay. are that, well, I will, yes, that my heart can handle. Me, so. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, we'd love to hear those thoughts from you, your favorite podcasts, and then what, what do your strengths look like in change and maybe an example of recent change. So thanks so much for tuning in with us, you guys, this week. And, and we hope that this is a really good change for many of you. And, yeah, we are looking forward to hearing your thoughts and reflections. Have a great week. Bye-bye.